Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bruce Willis finds himself alone against all these terrorists in this building. Okay. And But he knows karate. Well, no, he does not. Okay. He knows how to be a cop. He's a cop. Gotcha. Okay. What the fuck do you get? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, cause like He knows finishing moves from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what I are you was, talking about? You know, okay. one person against a bunch of bad guys. Well, they usually know karate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You, a podcast about American people uh, living American life. No, it could be about non-American people, too. And uh, we hope you're an American listener. If you're not, you are committing a, a crime. Why? Then you should submit yourself to your local government. That's not true. For prosecution. Thank you. And so today, we would like to talk about a very important topic, which is, in fact, called Die Hard. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, wait. I always get surprised. What does that have to do with the deity? I always get surprised by what the topic is going to be. Well, yeah. So do you know about, about Die Hard? Have you seen Die Hard? I know it's a Christmas movie. It is indeed a Christmas movie. And, you know, unfortunately, what you just said is kind of a meme now. Everyone says that. Kind of played out. Please stop. I'll, please I heard please it from my husband. take it back and please apologize. My husband played it out for me. So... That's why she's doing it. Okay, so I know it stars Bruce Willis. And... Appropriately, hey, nice job with this German... It's a German name, so... <laughs> I was actually <laughs> channeling difficult. Nicki Minaj. Gonna... Something like Die Hard like Bruce Willis. Like I said, it's a German name. It's Norwegian. It's very difficult to pronounce. Is it very hard? well is done. It? Right. Very hard. 
And uh, most people of my race can't even pronounce it. So well, of well your done, race? I have to say. Of white? Yeah, the whites can't. They don't know. Oh. They call him Bruce Wills. I don't know about a that. A lot of them do. I don't yeah, think that's it, true. Well, that's true. So it's unfortunate. But so Bruce Wills, or Bruce Wills, <laughs> he plays the role of John McClane in these films. Okay. And John McClane is an everyman. He's a hero. He's just a New York cop. Okay. In the wrong place at the wrong time. Excuse me? Did you say Newark cop? He's not from Newark, New Jersey. He is from New York City, New York. Oh. Which is, you're, by the way, a misnomer. That's your whites, The whites just have a hard time pronouncing New York, I guess. Well, no, they called a place called, they called a place New York and they called a place Newark. So yeah, go figure. It's hard. Do you think they did it on purpose? Yeah, I do. of course I do. I mean, to make the whites feel stupid. <laughs> which the whites do. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Newark, New Jersey is not fair. That's funny. It feels like it sounds like New York, New York, except that they're here. Hey, it's New York, New Jersey, and they're like, okay, I guess he's talking about Newark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it reminds me of the Flight of the Concord season two, where they thought they were going to be performing in New York, but it was Newark. See? Yeah. See, I didn't even see season two, and oh, I'm see? like, dude, that's a bitch. See, it's a bitch. It's a bit. Okay, so up until this point. And we talked about this with the Steven Seagal episode that I did recently. Very famous. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, basically, there wasn't a movie or there wasn't a like a new genre where it's like one man versus a bunch of people. One man versus like a group of terrorists or any of that kind of shit. No John Wicks allowed. None of that. None okay. of that. So truly like Bruce Willis and John McClane was like one of a kind new thing. Okay. So the series... Uh, comes out it's a huge hit they actually shoot it at fox um um studios, studios? yes so there's a building uh you can see it to this day and it's the fox building and like it's what they call nakatomi towers in the in the movie and that's exactly what they used and so you can tell that they just got it. I think it was like within two years. Mm. They had just gotten this this building. So the movie at its base, right, is about a, a, a guy who's trying to connect with his wife because his wife is being more successful than him. Oh, okay. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. Oh, gotcha. That's what the movie's actually about. That's why you relate to it. And that's why it's my favorite movie. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. Hey, fuck hey, you, man. Hey, fuck you, hey, pal. Stop being jealous of me. Hey, fuck you, dude. Wait, how are you better than me? No, tell me. Explain to me. Well, if you go to our chief competitor, Big Mood, go check out Big Mood. Okay, let's hear it. Let's actually hear it. Go All for right. It. You got time? Yeah, I got time. I'm looking at it. Go ahead. It's, it's too mean. I can't. Mark, cut all the Big Mood shit out, by the way. <laughs> okay, thank you. My credit score is higher. By what? You got points? you got really mad at it the other day. That, I did actually. That my credit score was higher. That's true, I did. He's like, "Why does yours go up and not mine?" I'm like, "They're both going up, but yours was lower before." It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Can't well, handle it. So it's basically you're exactly like John McClane and Die Hard. Okay, I get it. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm a New York cop. All right. And ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's the best thing to be right now. But that's okay, what he says. go ahead. Well, true. But we're talking about the 80s. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, John McLean, he goes to his wife's work party or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. to reconnect with her. And he's staying with a friend called Cappy. It doesn't matter. And he's been dead the whole time. He's not dead the whole time. That, that's a spoiler. That's a huge spoiler. How come he was later. fighting with his wife in that movie, too? Oh, that's a huge spoiler. Don't okay. Do that. Anyway. Okay. So, 
So he goes to this party, and all of a sudden, it gets overrun with terrorists just before he can try to start to resolve him and his wife's issues. Because her credit score was way too high. I don't believe that's why. Okay. But I understand it if it was. I would Got understand it. it. Yeah. If his wife's score was 60 points more, that's bullshit because you're both paying the same. You're both paying the same into the pot. That's bullshit. No, it's just because Bruce Willis uh, couldn't qualify for credit cards, so his wife had to put his name on her credit cards, and so hence she has more accounts open than him. But but it's because Bruce Willis had less credit lines open. Right. And his wife had more credit lines open. Yes. Because, Brett, because she could qualify for them. Right. And because Bruce Willis was mostly focused on crypto. Because Bruce Willis didn't he pay his credit, credit card crypto. for three years. He didn't pay for three months. He three didn't months. pay his credit card in well, four months. It's because Bruce Willis <laughs> um, didn't pay his credit card for three months. Uh-huh. Because when we first, well, when the, him when and Bruce Holly Willis first moved uh, into yeah. their apartment in New York City. Yeah. Um, Holly said, don't buy anything for months because we're, it's going to be tight. And so Bruce Willis was like, cool. And then Bruce Willis ended up paying the yeah. bill later. And then Bruce Willis's wife was like, you stupid, dumb fuck. I didn't mean don't pay your credit card bill. And so that's why they're having all these issues. Having issues. And so he's trying to resolve them. The terrorists keep attacking. I get it. I haven't seen the movie, but it's I get great. it. It's great. Very relatable. <laughs> it's very, very, very relatable. Okay, folks. So this bitch named Holly. I'm um, sorry. The, okay, so Holly. Uh-huh. She sounds like a beautiful lady. She's gorgeous. Um, Yeah, so, you know, whole building gets taken over by terrorists. There's nowhere to go. And there's no help coming because... Nobody. Nowhere to run to, baby. No, this isn't the Eminem episode. This isn't Eminem. That was Eminem. Fuck Nowhere off. Nowhere to hide. That's not Eminem. That's an Eminem song. It's Shut not. up it's and stop it. It's some song from the 80s. I don't Obviously, know. Obviously, that's an Eminem thing. Fuck off. It's not. But okay. Okay, so. Now the movie progresses. Bruce Willis finds himself alone against all these terrorists in this building. Okay. And. But he knows karate. Well, no, he does not. Okay. He knows how to be a cop. He's a cop. Gotcha. Okay. Knows. The fuck you get? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, because like he knows finishing moves from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what are I you was talking about you know okay. one person against a bunch of bad guys. Well, they usually know karate. <laughs> Isn't that how it always goes? No, this is the first one. Okay. Okay. So what's cool about this though? Is it's really not him versus the terrorists. It's really not. It's him versus himself. It's him versus his own marriage. Oh, fuck. It's him versus his own hubris. It's so meta. His own hubris. So deep. That he brought into the situation. Because hubris. he came in there going like, hey, it doesn't matter if my wife's successful. She needs me and all this shit. And then by the end of it, <laughs> by the end of it, he ends up realizing that like his his wife has done really well without him and she is a, a successful woman but what she needs from him is for him to acknowledge that sex. from her oh and this has nothing to do with it it never does does it it really doesn't yeah thank you so and thank you for the nice segue sex way and this is a movie about abstinence <laughs> what, do, what do you want me to do okay so yeah Beautifully, Die Hard is about a, cop, a New York cop who cannot uh, communicate with his wife 
and he ends up communicating with himself during his darkest moments. He actually communicates with a fellow cop um, named Powell, who is played by, as we all know, Reginald Vell Johnson, who is Carl Winslow on Family Matters. Oh, I love him. And he's fantastic. And he's I was in a movie with him. And so was I. And he is also very coolly um, John McClane's sounding board during all this. He's like his almost like he makes it okay for guys to talk about shit. Which until this point, you have to remember the era is like you're talking about the 70s and 80s where it's like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. When he's talking to John McClane, does he go three, two, one, one, two, three? What the hell is bothering me? No, what is that? Is that the Wicked Witch? What is that? Is it no, it's Sleeping Beauty mirror mirror on the wall? It's an thing? episode of Family Matters. Oh fuck off! Carl Winslow can't control his temper. He no, always he blows up at Urkel, and so he ha- he goes to therapy, and the therapist gives him an exercise that whenever he wants to blow up at Urkel, he goes he has to go three two one one two three. What the heck is bothering me? And it's supposed to calm him down and it's working in the beginning. But then Urkel does something really fucked up and he's like, three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? Oh, three, two, one. Anyway, go ahead. So he doesn't do that. I hated that story. Okay. I'm sad that you told it. I'm <laughs> sorry I told it too. I mean, I thought I was talking to a fellow Carl Winslow fan, but apparently not. I love him. But however, the movie is really about how... Carl Winslow makes it okay to talk about himself and how about his feelings. Okay, that's great. There's a moment where John McClane is in the bathroom. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Frankly, okay. Where his feet are all cut up because he's just in the gunfight. And basically the feet being cut up shows his vulnerability and how he's he can be like hurt. Yeah. And he's basically also conveying how he's hurt like emotionally and he's telling his new friend like, hey buddy, like, yeah, I think I fucked up with my wife. I wish I could just tell her that I was just being too much of a prideful son of a bitch. And like, I'm I'm happy she got her job, like in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I was such an asshole about it. I was just being too much of a little bitch about it. And, you know, Reginald Val Johnson's like, hey man, you'll get to tell her that yourself. Like, it's great. It's fantastic. You'll get out of there, right? And it doesn't seem like it. They really stacked the, stacked the deck against this cat. Why are the terrorists after John McClane? They're not. They're after money in this building, which is like a huge spoiler, but it's fine. Oh, okay. But they, they're not real terrorists. They're, they, they're money terrorists. They have okay. no cause outside of money. They just want money. Let me see. Right. So, John McClane ends up rescuing his wife, saving the day, and uh, stopping the bad guy. But then an entire, this movie does so well because at the time, like I said, mm-hmm. you got Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Muscles all over his body. Yes. You got Stallone. Muscles mm-hmm. all over his body. He's being Rambo. Uh, Schwarzenegger's being Terminator. You got Michael Keaton being Batman. And Michael Keaton is wearing a Batman body armor suit to give him muscles. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a hero, you better you have muscles. muscles. You better show up. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Willis is just an every guy. He's just every dude. He's wearing a fucking uh, uh, white tank top. He's a cap. You know what I'm saying? And he's wearing dress pants. He's got no shoes on. He's got no socks on. He's just a guy against himself in this building against a bunch of terrorists. And so that's what propels this new movement of like heroes who are not just muscle guys mm-hmm. or like 
You know, I work at the fucking Gold's Gym in Ven- <laughs> in Venice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's about like what's who who are you as a man versus the odds. Right. And so that kind of changes things. And so after that, you have like action heroes like Seagal, who's not got muscles on his neck and 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 shoulders. He's like a regular ish looking dude. And you have like other guys like um, there's people who look like people who are not just yoked out and they can just win against everything. Mm-hmm. And like so, uh, Die Hard Two uh, comes out a couple years later, and and by this point, there's already like. But if you're a leading lady, you always have to be just a 10 out of 10. Yeah, for sure. You cannot be some so regular looking lady. That has not been updated yet. That's mm-hmm. all still happening. However, I will say in Die Hard 2, it's really, it's really not happening that much. Like Bonnie Bedelia, the, um, the woman who plays McLean's wife, is in the movie. But she's not like helpless that much. I mean, she's in a plane that's circling over her landing spot forever. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same way. Like she's actually like, like in the first movie, she's actually like a kind of a badass and she punches people out and she doesn't give a fuck. That's cool. It's kind of like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters where she wasn't just like, mm-hmm. you know, the gatekeeper versus the key master. She was like kind of a cool chick who like was like didn't take shit mm-hmm. until she got taken over by demons at the end. Right. You know what I mean? Thank you. I think that's so relatable. It's such a good point. Um, so, uh, Die Hard 2 happens. Die Hard 2 is not as loved. It's kind of weird. John McClane is going through an airport, and it's like Dulles International Airport, which I have been to a couple times uh, as a Virginia kid. And basically, he's like, hey, I think there's a there's a situation going on that's kind of fucked up. And everyone's like, Hey, aren't you the guy from Nakatomi Plaza? Like that, like like the first movie. They're mm-hmm. all referencing the first movie the whole time. Gotcha. Saying like, "Hey, man, like, don't you like? Obviously, this is this is happening." In. They it's have crazy. to, so they can like, because then we as fans go, "Oh, I remember that movie." Exactly. But then McLean the whole time is going like, "Man, like, you can't just go somewhere on Christmas." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like super self aware, mm-hmm. which is weird. But I get why they did that. But I'm also like, this is so on. Mm-hmm. So they do that movie. Also, the movie opens. I think one of my favorite openings for a movie ever is this movie where um, this cat, I can't remember his name, William something, but he opens with... Cat Williams? No. Oh, because you said cat Williams. No, no, no. Okay. He opens and he's naked in front of a television set and he's like doing Tai Chi or some shit, but he's completely naked. I can picture Cat Williams doing that. It's not Cat Williams. Okay. But... He's Are like you sure? Doing, no, he's doing some kind of movements where you're like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And then later on, McLean sees this cat and he's like, hey, I've seen you on TV, haven't I? And like they have like a whole thing, the whole movie. Obviously, it's like hero versus antagonist like set up. Mm-hmm. I got to say Die Hard 2. Other than the set piece where McLean is in a cockpit of a, um, a jet fighter and he uses the ejection seat to get away from an explosion, the movie sucks. Mm-hmm. But, and it's called Die Hard 2 Die Harder, which is great. That's pretty good. It's a great movie, movie yeah. title. Come on. Fuck off. Okay, so Die Hard 1 was directed by a very talented director named John McTiernan. Okay. Okay. Die Hard 2. The, his name is very similar to the character's name. McLean. John McLean and John McTiernan or I something? Oh, I don't think okay. it's very similar. Okay. That's weird. But, so McTiernan directs. 
the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one, not directed by McTiernan. I see. And now we get to Die Hard 3. So, in my opinion, and, and I got to say, I think that Die Hard 1 is a perfect movie. Oh, wow. I don't think that you could write a better movie. I don't think that you could direct a perfect movie. It's the only movie poster you have in this house. Well, that's not true. It's not true? No. What other movie poster you have? What movie do you think that that's to? Die Hard? Which one? The Vengeance one. Which is Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3. So, Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite Die Hard movie. Yeah, you named our Valentine's Day sketch after that, I feel like. I did, Valentine's Day with a Vengeance. Yeah. That was like. And that was our first time. Our first time. Being on a pretend date. Mm -hmm. He cuddled me. So, (laughs) Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite Die Hard movie. And I love Die Hard initially, like the first one. It's great. But Die Hard with a Vengeance introduced Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. There's like a... Was this before Pulp Fiction? This was before Buddy Cop movies. Okay. Like this was like around the same time as Lethal Weapon. Uh-huh. But they just did it so well that it was better than Lethal Weapon even. Mm. But before Pulp Fiction. It was before Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah. I think it was around the same time, though. Yeah. Don't quote me. Okay. Okay. So, you have Samuel L. Jackson Mm -hmm. opens the movie. He sees McLean, and McLean is on the street trying to do what Simon says. And that's what the movie's about. So, in the first movie, McLean kills uh, Hans Gruber, which was the brother of, um, I think it's Peter Gruber, who is McLean's brother, or I'm sorry, who is uh, uh, Hans Gruber's brother, but he is the character that is against McLean in the third movie. Is he still married to the same wife? McLean? Yeah. He is still technically married to Bonnie Bedelia, however, or I think her name's Bonnie Bedelia. Mm. You said her name was Holly. Well, no, her name's Holly, but the the actress's name is The actress's name. Right. So yeah, I think he yeah he is still married to her, but they're estranged. I see. By the third movie, and so it's kind of this weird thing where like, like it opens with him hungover, and they're like, "Hey, McLean, we need you to come downtown." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And like they're like, "I don't know." Simon says, "Like you," and so it's the big movie. The movie is a game of Simon Says. Okay. And this movie is not based. It's not supposed to be a diehard movie. It was actually supposed to be. An entirely different movie slash novel, but it got adapted into a Die Hard movie because they were so stuck on Die Hard at mm. that point. It had been so successful. They wanted a more complicated story. And so they picked this movie up. And That's said, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's really cool. And so when we come back, we will discuss more about the Die Hard saga. But first, purchase whatever we tell you to oh purchase God, please buy. and download Whatever we tell you to download. Buy it. Because we love it. We will see you after the break. And if we didn't tell you to buy gummy worms, it's a fraud. We're supposed to tell you to buy gummy worms. No, we're not. But we got stopped by the man. We're not sponsored by gummy worms. From the man said, we're not. We're not. Buy gummy worms, but we mean it. I said that. Please 
buy don't gummy don't worms buy gummy with worms. all your heart and soul with don't everything buy you them. got. If you, you just, buy one he's thing, he's addicted to gummy worms, it's gummy and worms. it's not happening. And we would really appreciate. Let it go. That. Let the dream die. And thank you for your support for gummy worms. We'll be right back. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like do everything is because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spout Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the shit they, they do not don't tell, tell you. you. They don't tell you it about podcast. You didn't change the battery on that main cam.
I didn't need to because it's so it's ready yelling, to die. It's yelling at me. <laughs> die, like, die Hard. Just like the movies. And so the movies are Die Hard, in fact. But in Die Hard 3, his camera dies hard. It doesn't happen. It has nothing to do with it. But only because he didn't have him back in then. In the third film, John McClane finally gets his his revenge. On against, who? The terrorists? No, against Hans Gruber's brother. Oh. So he throws Hans Gruber off the like 35th story of Nakatomi Plaza. But then he also throws Hans Gruber's brother off. Why is he so mad at Hans Gruber again? Oh, because he was the terrorist in the first movie. Oh, okay. That's what I said. The terrorist. Yeah, yeah. So then like Peter Gruber was like his brother and then... McLean's like pissed at him, so he blows him up in a helicopter at the end of the movie. Oh, that's spoilers. Jeez. However, it's pretty cool because it actually seems like the bad guys got away with it, but then don't like, spoil all this. Then, like, Jeez. It's super cool because a couple months later they didn't. Pretty, Stop pretty spoiling great. it. Great. Now I never need to watch the movie. And so then, I know what happens. Uh, a couple years later, well, many years later, actually, this takes probably 20 years to get off. The ground. If I took one of my eyelashes off, would you? I'd freak notice? out. Don't do that. That's so weird. Don't <laughs> okay. do it. It's just bothering me. <laughs> Leave it in for my aesthetic pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Um. So the movie is called uh, "Live for Your Die Hard." Okay. This is the new Die Hard movie. It's Comes four? out in like two thousand. Yeah, this is Die Hard Four. Comes out in like two thousand and seven. Or maybe 2008. That was the year that I moved to LA. Same. And so I remember moving to LA, working at my shitty high-rise job at KSD Data. And I remember walking to Subway at lunch and seeing the billboard with Bruce Willis. And it's a good, and it's a, it's, it's called a good day to die hard. And I was like, God damn, that's tight. Yeah, I remember that. Or it was called, I'm sorry, live for your die hard. But I was like, that's fucking tight. That's a good day to die hard too. No, well, that was later. So, live for your diehard. Um, it was teased for a while. the 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 director's name was Len Weissman. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis would not do the movie for a long time unless he got someone on board who he thought could handle it. Len Weissman had done the um, the Kate Beckett. So, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you just ripped off your your, your eyelash. That's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> So, it's uncomfortable. The Kate Beckinsale, um, whatever movies where she's a fucking vampire hunter she's or so some hot. shit. I don't know. I she's got Kate a great Beckinsale. ass. I don't know. Dude, remember in Click? Oh, it was incredible. Her body. Oh, come on. Forget about it. Anyway, go ahead. No, let's go on about that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, we did a whole Adam Sandler thing about it. We didn't do a whole one about her ass, though. I mean, it was we a should've. good chunk of it. So, go watch the Adam Sandler episode. Damn right. So, yeah, so this movie gets made, and um, actually, a cat, um, the bad guy in this movie, mm-hmm. he is um, kind of a funny dude. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I have never seen any of these movies. I'm talking about what the fuck is his name? Christopher Walken? <laughs> Why are you putting it back in? <laughs> Don't put your eyelash back in. That's so weird. Oh, please stop doing that. Okay. Okay. So Timothy Elephant plays a character. Elephant. Named, all, all elephant. Timothy Elephant. Hmm. I know him. Like. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. He plays a character named Thomas Gabriel, and 
he is the new diehard bad guy. Okay. So there's no connection to the Groobers. Second movie didn't have a connection to the Groobers, but first three, uh, first three had two connections with the Groobers. And so everyone thought maybe there's going to be a connection. There's not. So in this movie, the uh, John McClane's daughter gets kidnapped by Thomas Gabriel. Cause, okay. Please. Just, just, I think it's just my ADHD. You have a theory. But like, well, because you say McClane and then you're saying Gruber and it just makes me think McGruber. Is this McGruber about Die Hard? I didn't, nothing to do with that. I didn't see McGruber. It has more to do with MacGyver. That's what I thought. Well, but you now you're. That. But why do they have like McLean and, and Grubers? I don't know. Why do you think it's MacGyver? You idiot. I Maybe like. It has to do with MacGyver. Well, MacGyver. It seems more of those scenarios that it would happen. But you think it's more McLean? But now I'm like, well, you're saying McLean and Gruber all the time, and I'm like MacGruber, MacGruber. Anyway, go ahead. Holy shit! So here we are. It's the Die Hard Four. I've had two Moscow Mules. You're doing good. Here we are. It's Die Hard Four. John McClane is a dad of two. Oh, he so him and his wife did make up. Well, they they already had two kids actually. Oh, so the kids are just older now. They didn't make up. Um, the chick from the first two Die Hard movies is not. Uh, well, she wasn't even on screen in the third one. Okay. Is not involved in the fourth one at all. Okay, so it's McClane. He is uh, still like a New York cop, but he's basically retired. Um, and they basically make him come back to the job. And he gets paired with Justin Long. Oh. From the Kevin Smith yeah, I know him. universe. <laughs> yeah. So who else gets paired with John McClane? Kevin Smith. Oh. Yeah. So I guess they meet on this movie and they become buds. And I've met Kevin Smith. Me he's too. A, he's a super, I did a whole scene with him in a TV show called Speechless. See, he's a super cool dude. You actually met him a couple years after I did. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dude. Love Kevin Smith. Had a great time. But I feel like Kevin Smith had a crash course in meeting Bruce Willis during this time period. And so he he like had to, you know, he's like, Bruce, you're the shit, all the shit. And so he's like, hey, man, would you ever do a movie with me and all the shit? So he actually ends up doing a movie called Cop Out with... Uh, Kevin Smith directing, mm-hmm. Tracy Morgan co-starring, and Bruce Willis as the lead. Okay. And it's a huge failure. I was going to say, I've never heard of this movie. Exactly, Cop Out. But like... It was like 2008. But like Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis, that kind of sounds fun. Right, but Bruce Willis apparently just showed up to set. He was like, fuck you at everything they gave him to do. Really? He didn't care. Whoa. He uh he just showed up. He wouldn't take direction, and he would only really be Bruce Willis if there was somebody else who was like of his stature in the scene. Oh shit! He was going through something. Who knows? Okay. He has since apologized to Kevin Smith. Very recently, though, I have to say it took like twelve years. Oh shit! But Kevin Smith famously started shitting all over Bruce Willis after this movie came oh, out. Fuck. Yeah. Which is why I love Kevin Smith back then. Yeah. Kevin Smith back then would have fucking gone in on this guy. Kevin Smith now would be paid by Disney and he'd be like, oh, I'm so glad that Bruce Willis was able to make this movie. This is so sick. Yeah. It's a little bit different. He's a different dude, unfortunately. I love Kevin Smith. I really do. I have a lot of love for the guy. But there's something going on there that's a little bit like 
he's a stooge for those cats. That disappoints me mm. as a fan. And so Live Free or Die Hard comes out. It's it's successful. But I have to say the reviews, and the reviews are actually pretty generous, but there's a lot still to be desired about a Die Hard movie. I, and I have to say personally, I enjoyed this because I'm a Die Hard whore, and I just like liked seeing him again. You're a Die Hard fan? I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I liked seeing him again. But that's where this whole series goes fucking tits up. Okay. And that's called a, a little movie called A Good Day to Die Hard. Okay. Okay. So that movie, it doesn't even have nearly the budget of any other Die Hard movie to date. Let me see. It is starring Jai Courtney. Oh. Jai Courtney basically is who you get when you want someone to play someone, but then they turn it down, and then Jai Courtney steps up. I see. He's also, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned this earlier, a.k.a. Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad. Oh. Exactly. So you got Captain Boomerang. He's available. Bruce Willis, John McClane, is in Russia for some reason at the beginning of this movie, and he just runs into his son. And he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, Jack? Like, what are you doing here? And then Jack's like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing here? And then John McClane gets taken on this, like, whole fucking ride. Like an amusement park. Which, you know, to be fair to Bruce Willis, he feels like being John McClane is like an amusement park ride anyway. It's like a ride. So you get on the ride and, like, it like takes you all these different places. Which, if you saw any Die Hard movie, including Die Hard 3, there's literally a part in Die Hard 3 where he gets spouted through the ground. There's, like, a geyser. And like, then one of the other lead characters is Samuel Jackson's like, I see McLean, and they drive up to him. So it's like, what? Not, yeah, it's He's, not. Exactly. He goes out of the ground. Out of the ground, yeah. From a guy, a water geyser. What the fuck? It's not great. So that's what I mean. Like, so you know, the the standards have been lowered. Okay. So by the but by the third one, and if you don't know what Yippie Kaye motherfucker is, Yippie Kaye motherfucker is what John McLean says. At the end of every Die Hard movie before he like executes the main bad guy. And he's actually, like Bruce Willis got thrown out of a couple Laker games because he yelled yippee Kay motherfucker too loud. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Because he's just Bruce Willis, but he's like, I have a catchphrase. Yeah. And people love it. He's like, yippee Kay motherfucker. And people are like, hey, you got to leave, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> Those kids run here and little shit. So at the, so at the first end, end of the first movie, he kills Hans Gruber. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, beforehand. Second movie, he blows up a helicopter. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, beforehand. Or, I'm sorry. That's not what happens. I don't remember what happened in the second movie. At the end of the second movie. I expunged it from my memory, from my own personal mental health, and I hope that's okay. Third movie, he blows a guy up in a helicopter. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Fourth movie, he yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers, while Timothy Oliphant tries to shoot him but Bruce Willis grabs his gun and shoots himself and Timothy Oliphant through his own shoulder. What the? F- and kills Timothy Oliphant. That's tight. But beforehand he says "Yippee K, motherfucker," but he doesn't say "motherfucker" because why did PG-13. he have to go through his shoulder? Well, why couldn't he just do it over no, his shoulder? Timothy Oliphant has like his back to him, so he's holding him. Oh. And so McLean is like, he, and then uh, Timothy Oliphant's like, always in the wrong place, at the wrong time, huh? And then. And then uh, he's like, you know what should go on your tombstone? Always in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
And then McLean's like, oh, I think it should be yippee motherfucker. And then he shoots himself through. Oh, Timothy that's kind of badass. Yeah. It's pretty badass. In the, in the fourth movie. How does he know he's not going to hit his heart? or? You know what I mean? Good luck, huh? Okay. McLean goes, the things we do for our kids. He gets out of a hindi Russian helicopter. He jumps out of it. And he crashes it into the bad guys. And he says, yippee ki motherfucker, during it. And like, by the way, it's like the worst shot one. It's like mm-hmm. horrible. It looks like it cost them what it costs, which is like, I want to say it cost them $100 million to make this movie, but it looks like $38 million for some reason. It looks like shit. Okay. They shot that one at night for a reason because the special effects were ass. Not, not a good movie. Mm. So... That one is the most recent Dire movie. That was 10 years ago. That was 2014. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, now we're in a world where this new movie called McLean just got canceled by a guy named Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who I met years ago. I was doing, well, a couple of movies, and I met with Lorenzo de Bonaventura. He was coming off the success of the Transformers movies. I met him at Paramount with my buddy Mikey. Gallagher and he is just down <laughs> he doesn't commit to anything he's just down and so I could tell why Lorenzo de Bonaventura wanted to make these this new Die Hard movie which is called McLean which was like a new Die Hard movie before the first Die Hard movie a prequel but it has Bruce Willis like almost doing interstitials hmm. where he's like telling you about what he went through at the time and, and everyone watching it is like okay but like who gives a shit like what your traffic stop a routine traffic stop what you like you like rode a guy up but then like he got away and you or like oh what you had like a guy who he jaywalked and then like he said like I doubt you'll show up in court but then you show up in court you know what I mean yeah they just dropped it I see thankfully but like before then it was in development for two fucking years so it was just like him being a cop him being a cop before the first Die Hard movie I see so they would get a younger actor to portray McLean during those moments. But yeah. then they would have McLean like almost like narrating the whole weird. thing. Is weird. That's really weird. Weird. So th- let's talk about the true return of Don McLean. Finally. We can we can get there. Oh, I've waited Finally. This, this whole time. Oh. We all have. We're just like, when is the true return? Okay, so do you know what diehard car batteries are? No. They die hard. It sounds like the battery is going to die. Somebody told you about it. That's. Did somebody cheat and tell you about this before we got on the show? No. I don't appreciate that if you did. Hey, if you did that, fuck you, because I'm trying to get Nikki in here cold. Okay, so Rumor Willis, Mm -hmm. who is appropriately named for the situation. She started a rumor? I don't get it. Okay. Her name is Rumor Willis. Okay. She's Bruce Willis's daughter. Yes, I know. With Demi Moore. I get it. Yep. She tells the world via Twitter, hey, guess what? Diehard's back. And the whole world's like, what are you talking about? See? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take off my other eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. I hope Mark cuts all this. Okay, go ahead. So then, Diehard does indeed come back. This is about nine months ago. Diehard comes back in the Christmas season. And he's doing a commercial for diehard car batteries. 
with Argyle from the first Iron movie. And they're buds again. It's fun. It's really fun. Argyle's like probably 57 now. Bruce Willis is like 71. We had a great time. Is Argyle Samuel Jackson? No, Argyle is the guy from the first movie who was his limo driver. Oh, shit. So there you go. And that's it. All right. That's the end of it. Well, all our cameras are dead except for yours. Yeah. And I think this well, is a great they time. Handle your eyelash removal to wrap up. <laughs> they said, "Fuck this, I quit." And you know what? We believe in the unionization of automatic cameras. Yeah, we are absolutely. huge supporters of it, and you guys should donate to AI that cause. cameras. Please donate to that cause. We you know what? That. Me too. Fuck those eyelashes. They were bothering me. I like them a lot, actually. And now I'm naked. I okay, and no one should see it. So I'm glad the cameras cut out. It's on me right now. And thank you too. for hosting this episode to you but i think it's time for it to die hard oh wow okay yeah wait are you talking about die hard the batteries or are you talking about it should die hard like it should stop well the the batteries did die because i can replace camera. the batteries and i'm happy to do you want to you just let me know i don't know how much more you have you let me know i'm in i'm so in i don't know how to respond to this we're gonna go more guys here we go So we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs> All right. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Should they not tell you? Hey, bye. And bye. Hey, if you have any questions for the show, hit us up. Podcast at Nikki.Limo. Also, uh, we have a Patreon at Sticky Studios. Patreon.com slash Sticky. Yep. And check it out. We do a cool thing called Crypto Corner there every week where I, I take you through all my crypto moves. All right. I just sold my car for crypto, by the way. It's we also been do live sick. streams and extra bonus episodes, which they don't tell you, but it's okay. It's all about Crypto Corner now, I guess. And Go we'll ahead. see you guys next time. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.